enter into Holy Week as a church, Catholic church throughout the world, uh, a Christian church actually throughout the world. It's a time of grace for us, a time of the Lord's visitation to us. I like to call it days of his presence in which the Lord reveals himself to us in a particularly anointed and very particular way to our hearts and our lives and our families and our parishes. So what is the crucifixion? Uh, in Jesus' day, the crucifixion was a word that even Roman citizens were afraid to even speak. It was so destructive and heinous and shameful and painful a way of dying. I uh, won't go through all the details of it, but just a few things to show what it was. Um, a person was uh, physically, mentally abused. We heard in our gospel this evening where Jesus was hit, he was spit upon, uh, he was physically abused. abused. Uh, Isaiah the prophet said that in chapter 53, he said that Jesus' face couldn't even be recognized, so abused was he. He was mocked, as you heard people in the, you know, the Pharisees mocked him. Uh, some of the bystanders mocked him. You know, if he's really the son of God, why doesn't he come off the cross and save himself? He really is the Christ, the king, let him save himself. And then, of course, there was the painful death of crucifixion, the painful process, actually, where it began with scourging, um, where basically it was a whip, but not like your normal whip. It had, the end of it had nine, like, pieces of bone chips or glass or rocks. It could be... So you can imagine Jesus was whipped 39 times, so figure the math out, 39 times 9, that's how many wounds he had. Um, needless to say, most people died um, in the scourging. Jesus survived that. He was exhausted, he was dehydrated, and on the cross, uh, the Romans knew how to prolong crucifixion. So the idea of a crucifixion was it was supposed to last for several days so that anybody who came into town, usually it was on the roadsides, could see and witness uh, this suffering. Now, crucifixion was only reserved for those that were criminals against the state. Jesus, under Jewish law, was condemned by blasphemy, but the Pharisees could not put him to death because of the Passover time. They had a law that said you couldn't put anybody to death at Passover. So they manipulated Pontius Pilate so that Pilate would put him to death, and under and, he was, and this, the charge against him was king, the king of the Jews. Now, one of the things that the Romans were particularly um, really nervous about, anybody who declared themselves a king, they, they wanted to forcibly do away with because Caesar was the only king. So they accepted that charge, king of the Jews, and he was therefore criminal of the state, and he was put to death by crucifixion. It was, it was to send a message to everyone, don't mess with the Roman Empire, because this will, this will be what will happen to you. What happened at the cross, though? That's the what of it. But what, what took place for us? St. Thomas Aquinas said this. He said, that, he said that you and I were created to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength, and we didn't. He says, ours sits up against, up against his love. It's like saying, I want to determine what's good and what's evil and rejects God's authority over my life. So Thomas Aquinas said this. He said that in the crucifixion, in the passion, he said, Jesus perfectly obeyed the Father throughout his entire life and then in his passion. He loved the Father totally. He 
He was loyal to the Father. He was faithful to the Father. He trusted the Father. There was every muscle in his body was given over to obedience and to trust the Father. And Jesus gave back to the Father all the love and trust and obedience that you and I should have given but didn't. Jesus gave it all back to the Father, and the Father accepted it as if it was coming from you and me. And, and Thomas goes on to say this. He says, the Father got more back from his Son in his son love, love and obedience than he lost from you and me. What else happened at the cross? Our wounds, our betrayals, our rejections, our losses, our abuses in our own life are healed by the wounds of Christ. This is the place where we go with our wounds, our losses, our griefs, our rejections, our betrayals things that have happened to us in life, asking for the Lord's wounds to heal us in our hearts. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states this, Jesus knew and loved each of us during his life, during his agony, and during his passion, and gave himself up for each of us. He loved us with a human heart. Then it goes on to say this, the Eucharist is a symbol of Christ's self-offering when Jesus says, this is my body given for you. Do you hear that? Given for you. This is my body given for you. That's the personalness of the Lord's love for each of us. That's what the catechism was talking about when it said that all during his life, he loved you. All during his agony and passion, he loved you. All during his death, he loved you. So much so that he says, this is my body given for you. It's important that we hear those words for you. So how do we respond to this outpouring of love? St. Rosalema said this, apart from the cross, there is no other ladder by which we may get to heaven. The reason for that is because there's no other greater act of love than God himself coming down and dying for his creation, pouring his life out for his creation. That's why she said there is no other ladder to, to climb to heaven because there's no other greater act of love than a divine person, Jesus, coming and laying down his life in a sacrificial act of love for you and for me. St. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, he says, God is in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself. So how do we respond to this love? Well, let me suggest three simple ways as we enter into Holy Week. First is we nourish our faith with God's word. We have a chance to do that through the liturgies of Holy Week, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and of course, whether it be the Easter Vigil or Easter Sunday. We hear God's word, we're nourished by what the Lord says to us through his word, by his plan for our life and his plan for the whole world. Nourishing our, our faith in God's word gives increase and strength to it. Second thing is, increase our commitment to the Lord. You know, um, when we look at our life, you know, our best places of advancement and growth are places that we make commitments to. A, a marriage, a friendship, um, our work, our children, we commit ourselves and there when we commit ourselves, we, 
bind ourselves more closely to that particular person or situation. And that's usually where our best growth takes place, when we commit. And so in Holy Week, we have a chance to commit ourselves to the Lord afresh, anew, again. To renounce and get, a, and get free of things in our life that are hindering or distracting our relationship to the Lord. And commit ourselves afresh to him. Third thing we can do is increase in charity. We can use our words wisely. Um, we can ask the Lord to season our words with grace so that we can use our words to build one another up in love. We can persevere in acts of works of mercy towards people in our life or people that we come in contact with. We can learn to walk in forgiveness towards those who have hurt or offended us. Holy Week's a chance where we can increase in charity. The reason why I say we increase in our faith by hearing God's word, we can increase our commitment to him, we can increase in charity, is because in Holy Week, the Lord gives grace that we enter into this time. It's a, what the Bible will call karos moment, a moment of visitation of the Lord to his people. A visitation of grace, a visitation of his healing, a visitation of his mercy to us. So this week we have Holy Thursday, our uh, Mass is at 7 p.m., where we emphasize the Eucharistic offering, the self-offering of Jesus, this act of his total commitment of love. And out of that flows the ordained priesthood, out of that flows our common priesthood to serve one another. Good Friday at 3 o'clock here uh, in the church is the Passion of the Lord. Um, There in the Passion of the Lord is again this, by his wounds we become healed. And then uh, this coming Saturday evening, we have the vigil at seven o'clock and we have several people coming to church, several being baptized, but also Easter Sunday, our masses are at eight, 10.30 and 12, they'll be over the hall. Again, we celebrate the new life Christ gives us, that there's always new beginnings in him. There's always a fresh start in him. Take advantage of this, special week, this week of the Lord's visitation to us, this week of his anointing of our hearts, our families, our faith community. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this week you give us as your gift to us. We pray that you would unfold for us the treasures of this week so that we may increase faith through your word, by the hearing of your word, with anointed ears of our heart, that we would increase in our commitment to you, making you more firmly the center of our life as our Lord, our Savior, and that we would increase in our charity towards those that you have connected us with in this life. We pray all this through Christ our Lord. Amen.